This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Chendanan. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and with me for today's review is dance producer Bilkis Hitchas. Pleasure to have you as always, Bilkis. Always a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Shamla. So when Bilkis is on, usually it's about a dance show and no surprise, that's what we're reviewing today. Um, we are going to be talking about a um, a trilogy of performances really called the Creature Trilogy. It uh, showcases the works of uh, three different local choreographers and it uh, played over the weekend at Damansara Performing Arts Centre. So just to go through the names of the people involved, so essentially the choreographers that it showcases are Raziman Sarbini, Suhaili Michelin, and Pekstret Liu Yongxian. And they each presented a work that they choreographed. And um, all, I I want to say, loosely themed around the idea of, um, I guess, using the body to reflect on identities, um, to reflect on change and movement, and largely also reflecting on, I think, the other as well as the familiar. Um, we'll get into the overall impressions later, but Milkis, I wanted to start off by asking you, um, well, firstly, uh, because I think this is a selfish question, um, what's it like being able to go back to watch live dance shows again? Oh, isn't it wonderful? Yes. Yeah. And what a wonderful opportunity to see this live dance show, which was the kind of dancing that you really had to witness in real life and see the bodies working so hard on stage and there was nothing mediated about it. You know, it wasn't the video cut that makes everything look perfect. You can really see the effort. You can see the sweat. Um, you can see the moments where the dancers don't quite get to where they want to be, but they're trying so hard. And it's wonderful to see the real human effort right in front of you. Oh, 100%. Um, and for me, I think it uh, it's, it's also nice to see dance being actually performed on a stage with a set, with um, thoughts of how people are going to be taking in visually what this whole thing looks like. Um, again, I've, I've enjoyed a lot of the digital works we've been seeing, but this one, I think, really leans into the possibilities of a live set, uh, the possibilities of a space that the dancers can kind of um, include in their choreography in particular ways and props and all of those things. And for me, it was my first. It was the first... Um, it's my first live dance performance I've been to since the lockdown lifted. So uh, that in itself for me was quite exciting. Uh, did you have um, any particular, did any of the three strike out to you as being a favourite? I liked all of them for different reasons. I'm quite familiar with all three of these choreographers. Um, Suhaili and Yongxian are quite established figures in the dance industry. Yongxian is based in Penang, so most of his work has been seen in Penang, but a lot of it here as well. Uh, Ratiman is probably about 10 years younger than the other two, so he's still a little bit more emerging. And I feel with this work, he's still a little bit looking for a voice or a kind of identity, whereas with the other two, it's it's very clear what their, uh, what their styles are, their personal styles. And I felt like these were quite strong um, indications of each of their personal approaches. Like I felt they were strong works from each of the choreographers. That's really interesting that you say that because um, 
I have a I have a clear favorite, and that's not because the other two didn't work, but just the one that stuck with me the most. And I actually liked Raziman's uh, work the best. So it's called The Other Creatures, and um, I didn't know this when I was watching it, but I looked in the program booklet later, and it's it's inspired by uh, Snake and Ladders and ideas of um, I think also a sort of very. Um, this this question of uh, action and result, karma and so on. But also there was this great animal-like physicality to the whole thing. Um, and of course, there were literal ladders on the stage, which made sense to me later. But even without knowing the inspiration, I found it a very tactile kind of performance and the two dancers, uh, one of whom was was Raziman himself. Um, and they're, they're sort of the, the really sensual way in which their bodies... Uh, moved and and entwined and there was both I think joy and sexiness but also fear and um, hesitance um, I enjoyed it a lot I think it also helped that it was the opening show uh, opening performance mm. which kind of threw you into a very physical space mm. yeah I felt it was very um, strong for its uh, performance, certainly. I mean, Naim Shahrazad, who is the other dancer in the duo, is very well known as a performer. And um, both Rajiman and Naim come from Aswara, and I think they share a common vocabulary of movement, which I think served very well in this work. Yeah, it's interesting to see those really creature-like things, right? The sort of weird hands, the, the sort of cocking, strutting bird-like heads, and this sinuous snake-like abdomen rolls um, and also the way that the two dancers encounter each other which is a bit like seeing cats mm. encounter each other it's this sort of wariness and this this watching and waiting and competing and struggling and then sort of withdrawing and watching and yeah there's a certain degree of kind of interpersonal tension and um between the two of them where you can't really define is this sort of a sexual tension? Is this a competitive tension? Is this... Um, um, so there are many levels that you could read it at, I think. Um, but it was nice just to see the two bodies, yeah, moving in the same space together. Um, any room for improvement with that one? Oh, I don't really... Uh, yeah, I don't feel like I can suggest room for improvement. Lah. I mean, uh, <laughs> one of the things about this show is that it's had a very long journey. Mm. Um, it was actually conceived by Bernard Goh, who was the previous artistic director at Deepak, and it was supposed to be performed in October 2020. So here we are watching it more than two years on. And in a way, it's been nice because these works have had a little bit more time to mature and they're not quite as as uh, some of the things that you often see, especially in the dance uh, local dance industry, things are put on stage quite quickly. Um, so that was good. This piece actually is from his um, master's in New York. He made it for that. Mm. So and an expanded cool. version of that, I understand. Version of that. Um, I felt the stairs on, on the set were a little bit gratuitous. They were totally underused. I mean, it was a bit like that Chekhov thing where, you know, you see the the gun on, in, on stage in Act 1 and then you assume it's going to be discharged by Act 4. You saw the big ladders on stage in, in the very beginning and then at the end they had done nothing with it. And I felt like, okay. Um, and, I, and it does connect to the idea of snakes and ladders, but to me also reading the, the program notes about snakes and ladders later didn't really add 
any particular dimension of um, interpretive depth to me. Mm, same. Um, I even I liked it before I knew that was what the inspiration was, um, yeah. and I almost felt like. Yeah, I would have loved to see the ladders used more um, more organically with the show. And, and perhaps, you know, they are only meant to serve as set pieces. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think that would have been my perhaps little bit of criticism as well. Um, and then, of course, we move on to something that's I think very jarringly almost the opposite from something quite male and masculine and and um and then we move on to something that starts off so soft and feminine um laced which is by uh, Pextret Liu Yongxian um for me this this work perhaps is the most complicated one for me to engage with because there are parts about it I really really loved um and then there are parts about it that I felt that just felt a little too um, constructed, a little too forced. Um, and that's um, the bulk of that is towards the end of the performance. Um, but visually, um, especially the way it began with with um, the choreographer slash dancer in that this, this beautiful dress, which kind of looks like it's stretched all over the stage with the backdrop of the cloth. Um, I love the drama of it. Yeah, there was plenty of drama. Um, that's certainly not something that Young Xian is afraid of. He's not afraid of a bit of drama, even a bit of melodrama. He's also not afraid of a little bit of cross-dressing, shall we say. Um, in most of his works that I have seen, he is wearing a skirt and often a corset. This seems to sort of be general modus operandi. Um, and yeah, there was the continuation of similar themes that he's he's been working with, this idea of, of display of the body and what clothing means. So there's a scene where he puts on different types of clothes and he walks into the into the spotlight and he sort of poses, but he seems obviously very uncomfortable with himself and he tries on another set of clothes and has the same outcome and never really seems to be, um, this character that he's performing never really seems to be satisfied with the way that they're um, presenting themselves to the world. Yeah, it is sometimes totally over the top. Um, and that's just, I think, part of his aesthetic. Some people do really relate to that, do really find that that's, that's helpful. Um, I, yeah, I don't. I'm, I personally prefer a little bit of more of a restrained approach. Um, but yeah, there are some nice visual impact things. Um, I personally liked the scene where he kept changing clothes, mm. I think, because when he came down to stand in the light, the, the light was actually quite um, quite dim. Um, and the lighting design, I think, is done by Eagle Lee, who's the technical director at, at DPAC. And you could only just see the expressions of sort of struggle on his face, which later on became really kind of overt and overdone. But in those moments, the, the sort of subtlety of it appealed to me quite a lot. Yes, um, I I loved the um, the sort of the changing of the wardrobe part as well. I thought it worked really well, especially in contrast to the early part of the show where he's primarily in this sort of dramatic ball gown kind of look. Um, where I think that performance didn't work for me was there were certain parts where um, he talks directly to the audience or, or he verbalizes feelings or um, there's actual dialogue and suddenly it got a little too on the nose for me. Um, I would have preferred if those parts were not there. I think uh, similarly there were particular parts in which um, he gets a letter um, and I don't know uh, those aspects pushed it away from being maybe something a little bit more abstract to being a little too 
concrete and and that took me out of the story of the choreography which which till that point I actually enjoyed quite a bit yeah so to give an example to listeners about the kind of vocalization so one of the lines that struck me particularly was aku tak nak kahwin dengan dia ayah um so which you know puts this whole thing on a very um drama minggu ini kind of level uh and i'm not sure if that's really what you're going for but um that's certainly the the impact but no um no denying the sort of technical virtuosity of himself as a dancer which he certainly uh, pulls out all the stops, especially in his final solo. Um, it's a little bit showboaty, mm-hmm. um, but but so is the <laughs> so is the whole piece. And and again, it's a matter of personal aesthetic. I think some people are really drawn to that. I'm with Bilkis Hijas, uh, and we are reviewing Creature Trilogy, which showed over the weekend at the Damansara Performing Arts Centre. It features the works of three different choreographers. We'll continue our conversation after this, but let us know, have you managed to watch a live dance performance yet? You can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chintana. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9 You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chintana. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila and I'm joined today by dance producer Bilkis Hijas. Together we're reviewing Creature Trilogy. It's a contemporary dance triple bill that happened over the weekend at Damansara Performing Arts Centre. It features the works of uh, Raziman Sarbini, Raziman Sarbini, Suhaili Micheline and Pekstret Liu. And um, we've talked about two of the uh, pieces so far. So that leaves us with um, the last work, which was by Suhaili Micheline. And it's called To Musim Monster. And um, I must say, I, I really enjoyed the humour of this piece. Um, it left me... It isn't entirely funny, but there are bits of irony and humour in this work. And I think the, the the dancers in particular embodied the weirdness of this work very well. Yeah, the dancers were great. And I think this is a real classic of Suhaili's style. I mean, I think people who know her primarily in a sort of celebrity uh, zone as, you know, this really elegant woman uh, who's a dancer, you know, they're quite surprised to see that her work is so comedic, really often. Um, It's often sort of, um, there's sort of quite a lot of toilet humor occasionally (laughs) in her work. Um, and the style of her movement and the characters, I think, that she makes in these in these shows. I mean, the movement, I always thought, is particularly interesting because it juxtaposes very large movements, very large technical movements, um, with these very small sort of snappy, scratching, twitching, fitting sort of movements. Um, and it's super hard for dancers to do. So... You know, some of her dancers obviously have been with her for, for a very long time. She uh, it has been a teacher of dance at both Aswara and in her own family studio, Aurora. And some of her dancers she has had since they were very, very young. And they it's amazing to see them embody this really kind of difficult difficult movement vocabulary. I just wanted to say that um, in addition to that, the whole, the sort of absurdism of the piece, um, the costumes I really liked because they're just kind of fun and childlike and silly. Like one of them is almost wearing what looks like a onesie. Um, I don't know, it just added to the the weirdness of it. And 
there's not a lot of information in the program booklet about what it's meant to be. And I kind of like that because at least for me, it reminded me a lot of um, the absurdity of like the online spaces that we've been occupying the last two years. Um, a lot of it felt the, 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 the music, the movements felt very mechanical, very digital um, and sort of this kind of even the vocalizations that they did at particular points, which are all things like, LOL, what? And um, it sounds very much like, or at least to me, like the kinds of bits and pieces of conversation that we have online. And I'm, I'm not at all sure if that was the intention, but I was pleased with that sort of feeling. Mm. Yeah, I was pleased with, there were, I mean, a, there's a lot of movement going on always in Sohaili's pieces. And it's sometimes it's easy to sort of lose the thread of the bigger narrative in the really denseness of the movement that the dancers are giving you. Um, but yeah, I was pleased especially to see uh, Tae Hwan Ho, who's a dancer I hadn't seen before. And he's this sort of central, he's the male character and the other th three dancers are women. And um, there's this kind of narrative about him being sort of possessed or taken over by something and he's kind of struggling and resisting this thing that then ends up controlling him um, and whether that those things exist just in his head or whether they're actually coming from the other dancers around him or whether they're a more abstract force is not clear um, but it was interesting to see him I thought he had really great sort of comedic timing and he performed really well uh, but also Sohaili's dancer Amelia Faraz, who I think is just spectacular in this. She just really embodies Sohaili's style. She's got this really sullen, glaring, <laughs> ferocious, slightly crazed quality throughout the thing. And she's looking at her hand twitching, and it's almost like, what's my hand doing? Ooh, what's my hand doing? And it's it's totally mad. It's it's not just sort of absurdist. It's like it's insane. Um, and, yeah, I really enjoyed watching her go through. Everything seemed to, to make sense to her in this crazy way. We don't have a lot of time left, but I did want to close off by asking you... Um, what the value was in seeing these three works being presented together. I mean, because they're not necessarily similar. But to me, as I said in the beginning, um, I did enjoy the fact that they all dealt with notions of um, freedom versus constraints, um, ideas that I don't know whether were birthed during the pandemic or not, but certainly felt very relevant to me. Um, a sort of tactileness that I've missed, um, just the ability to see the way bodies move um, and, and the comp the comparison and contrast of each of these works and how they did that. Um, what are your thoughts on how they look together as, as a show? I think they work together quite well, actually. The contrasts, I don't think, undermined each piece. And there was this common feeling of these being very dancey works. They're not about concept, or at least the concepts doesn't come through particularly clearly. Uh, if you read the program notes, the program notes really do not illuminate the stage works in any way. They don't help you with them. Um, and what, and even if you do get a clear idea from the program notes, you don't see it coming out very clearly in the work itself. What you see is just this tremendous amount of, of movement, of style, of virtuosity, of technique, of dancers dancing, and the, and this really like this, this, this exuberance of movement. Um, and I think that's kind of the common theme across all the works. And that's the thing that's really nice to see, like just nice to see bodies moving. 
It is. And, and I wanted to say that despite all of that, and, and I'm not a sort of insider when it comes to contemporary dance, it's something I often need to think about a little bit more. Despite that, I found all of the works very accessible, which which is a great thing for for works that are so dancey, as you said. Uh, they're actually just also great and fun and interesting to watch, even if you don't quite get them. Bilkis, thanks for reviewing this with me. Thank you, Sharmila. Always a pleasure. We've been talking about the Creature Trilogy, which um, which showed over the weekend at the Damansara Performing Arts Centre. It features the works of Razi Mansarbini, Suhaili Michelin and Pekstret Liu Yongxian. Uh, let us know, have you caught a dance show yet? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Everyone's a critic. Jointly presented with Chendana. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, visit www.baskl.com.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.